On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Allstate Insurance Agent Mike Light, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. As we approach closer to basketball season, the anticipation is building. Year two of the Jets in the MIAA is upon us, and the season is on, as you know, as scheduled. As of today, we are less than one month away as Pittsburgh State comes calling Wednesday, November 18th, here at Fugate Gymnasium, and nobody is more excited than my first guest on Episode 22 of the JetCast. Welcome, and of course, he is head men's basketball coach R.J. Allen. Coach, good to have you back. Uh, I know that last time you were here, you said that these guys needed to play. Uh, and you didn't say this, um, but I kind of feel like this is the case. It feels like you need to coach, too. Is, is, is Would that be accurate? Yeah, I think that would be accurate. Uh, what was your feeling when you when you heard the news that, that things were a go for, for the season? Uh, just, just a sigh of relief, you know, just having a – I think all of us coaches and, and players have kind of been on pins and needles trying to figure out, you know, when this thing is going to – going to be a go uh was it going to be first semester second semester you know where we're going to get an opportunity to, to even play at all so right you know to have a date set in stone now um you know it, it helps us in preparation and and uh prepares and, and just gives all of us something to look forward to now obviously one of the challenges this year is obviously the reason we're wearing masks the reasons that our audio on the uh, on the audio network is a little bit muffled because we are wearing masks doing this on campus in the child's conference room and like a lot of teams uh, you guys just got out of quarantine uh, which not necessarily means that anybody was doing anything wrong it's happened to a lot of teams but what was the procedure like for you guys when you were informed that you know there was a close contact and you guys needed to to get on quarantine yeah that was uh you know, we were. I think it was a Friday when we when we got the news that um, we we were going to need to quarantine uh, based on exposure. You know, we kind of uh, sent the message out to the guys and and uh, you know sent them off to their rooms and kind of went through there. And and it was it was kind of you know you kind of get caught off guard and uh, you know I thought at that point the team was you know really starting to you know, turn the corner and understand some concepts. So you have to put a pause in what you're doing, um, you know, but safety comes first and we want to take the necessary precautions to keep everyone safe. So that's, you know, we understand that we get that. It's, it's just, uh, you know, kind of our reality right now. And so we, we, we headed off to, to quarantine coaches as well. And, and, um, you know, we just kind of tried to stay connected uh, through technology, through Zooms, uh, you know, through the, phone phone calls text messages uh the whole nine as of today everybody's feeling good everybody healthy obviously that's number one thing uh number two thing what are the logistics of that like because obviously these guys are stuck in their rooms i i know that these guys got to eat what challenges does that present to you guys in terms of getting them what they need to their room yeah uh 
you know, uh, hats off to Residence Life here on campus. Um, they, they've done a tremendous job uh, with with kind of helping us and, and, and helping everyone everyone kind of get through that process. They they've kind of stepped up to the plate and helped deliver meals to the guys, which is isn't an easy task. Um, you know, so that that was the one of the biggest hurdles in, in that process of making sure everyone is, is fed and and able to maintain, you know, the the protocols with in which the school has set. So we have we have help from residence life uh here on campus which has been been huge for us and then you know it is what it is it's like the guys literally are you know they're they're in they're in isolation uh for that period of time we do uh are able to get them outside where they can you know get some cardio in throughout the day um most of our guys take advantage of that and we just kind of go from there but other than that it's you know it's one of those deals where you yeah. just kind of tough it out for for sure well you guys are off quarantine you got back to practice this weekend uh you're doing two two days this week uh, making up well you do two days a lot of years you'll do two days not just for coronavirus but uh when you got a chance to look at the guys this weekend did you like what you see how did they look like they'd been in quarantine for 14 days, to be honest with you. Now, um, <laughs> I mean, which is to be expected, right? It is. You know, it is. Uh, you, you know, we 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 came out on Saturday. You know, spirits were high. Obviously, guys were excited. Um, you know, about being out of quarantine, being able to see each other, probably to, to touch a basketball, yeah, to be to to get in the gym and and kind of do what they do. So that was a positive. And then you know we kind of had to go back where where we left off, you know, 14 days prior. So we we were able to just kind of revisit some things, uh, you know, on the floor and just try to build it from there. And that's what we've been doing uh, up until this point. Coach R.J. Allen, my guest. You're going to hear from a redshirt senior. Jacob Birnbaum in his fifth year coming up, and also later on in the show, Josh Sheppis, the cross-country coach. They've got an event this weekend. We'll talk with Coach Sheppis about that. You've got a lot of new faces on the roster this year. Who among the new guys have stood out to you here in the early going as being a guy who's maybe picking up things faster than you thought they might? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, you know, we have a lot of guys that are, are you know, very eager to learn. Uh, wanting to please uh, you know it's a it's a high character group uh, you know so there's a handful of guys I don't know if there's just one um, that that have kind of you know come out you know uh, Brandon Bunn's done a tremendous job Ian Lee has done a tr- tremendous job uh, Jasabian Brown uh, has done a tremendous job so a handful of those guys that are really uh, you know Joel Boyce those guys have really come they come to practice every single day uh, you know, to get better, to work, to learn, uh, and, and try to, to help piece this thing together as we move forward. Uh, who among the returners has impressed you with their leadership of the new guys, trying to get them acclimated to what your program is, what your culture is for Jets basketball? Uh, you, you know, uh, JB has done done a tremendous job. He's been here. You know, he's a guy that kind of understands what, what we want and how we want it and what it should look like. Um, Ty Herford and DeAndre Johnson, again, those guys. And even David Javorski. David's pro- <laughs> he's probably the uh, the least vocal of, of the bunch. But, he, you know, he's a guy that tries to lead by example, um, just kind of goes about his business. But, you know, I've been pleased with their approach. And as far as, you know, trying to 
you know, lead and, and, and do the right things and, and, and show guys, you know, how it's going to be or more so prepare them for, for what practice is going to look like and, and even more importantly, what, what it's going to be like when games come. Well, last time, you know, I talked with you a couple, couple of days ago when I was here for women's practice and, you know, I, I joked the last time on the show, we didn't really talk that much about basketball. I don't know. We may have had like three questions about basketball the whole show. And some of the conversations were more fun than others. We did talk about some difficult things last time. Um, and I didn't want to just kind of leave it there and say, well, we, you know, we talked about it, we dealt with it, and it's, it's done with. You know, because I feel like this is a pl- platform for – I know the show's got my name on it, but it's a platform for Newman. And the platform also, I think, for you coaches to kind of talk about the things that are important to you. I know that some of the things that have been going on in this country in terms of racial injustice are something that is important to you. And since we last talked – uh, you had uh, a chance to talk with a Wichita police officer, Donnie uh, Watson, here. It was covered on the news uh, from the Wichita Police Department uh, back in September. How was that conversation? I know that from your social media post that you, you found it uh, very meaningful and, 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 and obviously hope that the guys found it that way as well. Uh, how did those conversations go? It was, it was amazing. It was awesome. Um, you know, have Officer Watson come in and, and speak to our group and, and just kind of continue that that dialogue um that that education piece you know here's an officer uh who who is african-american to to come in and to to speak to our group um you know just about the different perspectives you know what his what his life is like on the daily and, and how to approach some of these uh situations and 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 just uh just for them to continue uh, to have that opportunity to, to, to keep that conversation going, to continue to learn, to continue to hear other perspectives, I think is important. And I thought our group, our guys, they, they really enjoyed it. There was a connection. There was a bond built there, um, you know, and that was, you know, an uh, uh, excellence hall piece that we, we really enjoyed, and it, it was tremendous. Well, I mean, hopefully, obviously, we don't know what the attendance situation is like, but it would be great to have them out at a game. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to have them on at halftime one of these games to, to talk on the network assuming that things get back to normal in the next sure. couple of years <laughs> also on social media uh you know our our dear friend uh, anthony harvey jr been posting some videos working out at lawrence and uh one of those posts he was in a in the posture of, up there uh, at the lawrence police academy just getting started there uh posted that on his personal facebook so shout out to you Ant. but i know that's got to make you you got some other off uh former players in that profession but I know it's got to make you proud to see to see Anthony Harvey Jr. going out and, and doing his thing in his hometown yeah any anytime you you have a kid go through your program you know give everything that they have like like that kid did for us um, get his education get his degree now start his professional career is rewarding you know you kind of see that transformation from you know uh, young adult you know kid into a young man and, and he's just he's a kid that's able to pursue his his dream and and be able to you know, uh, give back and, and and serve his community, which is tremendous. So yeah, we're we're extremely uh, proud of him. And then later on, a couple of weeks after you talked with Officer Watson, you had a, a United States States Special Forces soldier that came in, James Nuzzy, uh, who came in and talked to the guys as well. And I know that was probably pretty meaningful too. <laughs> James was awesome. It was, uh, you know, some of his stories. Uh, he was uh, Marines. Uh, here's a you know, 
military guy that has been in, uh, I think it was Mogadishu. Wow. Um, you know, and his just some of the stories that he was able to share with our guys are amazing. Like here's a guy in Wichita that has seen and done, you know, so many different, you know, tasks. But the, the thing I think that I took away from and a lot of our guys took away, you know, how they work together as, as a team and, and the difference between us and them is, you know, we're winning and losing a game and they're, they're you know, winning and losing lives. So it's, right. it's, it's a different level. But to hear him come in and give a message to our group, uh, you know, was, was phenomenal. And, and our, our guys were really – like he was really engaging and he was able to keep everyone's attention. And, and uh, you know, I think we had maybe five or six guys stay behind and talk to him for probably a half hour. Wow, just with really questions nice. and stuff. So it was really cool. Awesome. Uh, another thing that you've really been pushing, and, and this happened in mid, mid-September, again, after we talked last, was 100% voter registration for the team. You've really been put, pushing that out there, that you wanted to get everybody registered to vote. And obviously, uh, if you're watching this, early voting is open in Sedgwick County. You can find out all the information at sedgwickcounty.org slash vote, uh, you know, just to plug to my other <laughs> employer there. But uh, but uh, uh, I know that you you. Th- that you might have some questions for me when we get done here today, but what what have those conversations been like with the guys as you talk about this, you know, important uh, election coming up? No matter what side of the aisle they're on, just making sure they get their their voices heard. Yeah, absolutely. Just just have an opportunity to get out and 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 be involved, be involved with with what's going on um, in society. So. It, it's 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 cool to see. I, I think it was uh, Angelo Santiago, a, f- a freshman of ours, kid from New York, was like, "Hey, coach, my ballot came in." So, oh yeah, you know, just to see the excitement, hear the excitement of those guys. You know, it's official now. It's real. You know, a lot of these guys, first time voters, just uh, just to see the growth and see the excitement and and allow them to be a be a part of kind of what's going on and and to have a voice uh you know it's cool it's cool to see well and and last time we had deandre johnson on and and you know i I asked him about some of these things and and, you know he one thing that really stuck with me was that he said you know when he hears something on social media or, or sees a video you know he tries to take it upon himself to make his own opinion not necessarily because there's all you know these kids are pushed in so many different directions of you need to feel this way about this or you need to do this and you know not all of the influences on social media as you well know are, are good ones but to hear him you know just as a youngster have the wisdom about him I, I thought that you had to be really uh, happy to hear that I'm sure his parents are, are extremely proud of hearing that that he's going to try to make his own opinion and, and form his own mind about things and that's that's part of coming through college and even though you're coaching for wins and losses you know you are developing young men here too and so uh, the commendations to you and the coaching staff on him yeah no I think you know one thing we talk about as coaches these kids are smart like these these we I don't know if we give them enough credit uh these kids are smart they're intelligent they're sharp um you know and they kind of understand you know how they feel and their stances and and they they educate themselves more times than not to 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 form these decisions and opinions and things like that so you know DeAndre's no different man he's a sharp young man and and he's you know it's it's just he's growing he's learning it's cool to see and and one thing I also want to inform people about uh kind of switch as we kind of segue into a different topic is uh I'm sure you've seen coach at games with his normal uh facial hair <laughs> Uh, right now, uh, it, it's getting pretty thick underneath the mask. We've had some people. Can I have him pull down? We've had some people.
people in here pulled down. Can you show the the beard real quick? I think it's it's a good look. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it, a little gray, it's a little gray. gray. It is gray. But um, you know, is this something that we're gonna are we gonna see this on the sideline this year? Maybe I don't know. We'll we'll just kind of wait and it, see. It, I have to say, it's got my blessing. <laughs> I, I, I gotta give you the stamp of approval on it. I think it adds an air of uh, it gives you a distinguished look. We'll see. Now, if you're trying to look young. <laughs> I don't know about that, no, no. but you look do look distinguished. <laughs> uh, last year, obviously, uh, I don't know if you got gray hairs last year. Probably every year you get some gray hairs, but obviously uh, at the MIAA, uh, you got a, a firsthand taste of it. You've been playing MIAA schools for all these years under Coach Potter, including your you know, the state championship back in what was that 2012? When you beat all the schools, so you know what it takes to compete. You know what it takes to win against them, but. Having actually been through a league schedule, what's the number one lesson you think that you learned going through the MIAA last year as a coach and as a coaching staff? Uh, it's it's it, the, probably the thing that I learned is, is it, it it's as good as advertised. It, it really is. It's a really good league. Um, tremendous coaches, uh, tremendous players, and you know, you, you, it's there are no there are no nights off. I mean, <laughs> no. Any, anybody can beat anyone. Um, you guys pro- proved that last and, year, and you just get you have to come ready to play. So it's uh, it's a really good league, you know. We I feel like we've we've learned a lot, and uh, you know we're look looking forward to year two. So at this point, uh, with everything that's going on, you'd be getting kind of close to the to the practice would have just officially started. When do you go about trying to make? redshirt decisions in a year like this you know when practice is interrupted by quarantine you have all these things going on and you have you do have a large roster how do those decisions get made and obviously the even bigger decisions like putting the rotations together starting lineup you know we're still a month away but it's only four weeks and i know that you you wish you had a few more weeks probably to get ready sure we always do um you know, this year I, I don't know. Like <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> that's okay. With you, it's um, you know, you you kind of have an idea going into the year. You know, when you when you sign guys, or just like, hey, I would I would love to have the opportunity to redshirt a kid and and let him grow and develop develop his body, and then come back next year and play for us. Um, you know, so we have we have somewhat of an idea. But that's never – it's never etched in stone. So, you know, we kind of we, – we take this time of the year, we take our preseason, uh, you know, and we kind of we kind of go go about it that way. And then there's – it's so unpredictable because you have – you get into the season, you have injuries and you sure. lose guys. And, you know, your, your path isn't always as crystal clear as you would like for it to be. So, you know, those decisions are – are always evolving and and we we talk a lot as a staff and you know we'll we'll probably it'll probably be close to the last hour when we make those decisions last thing for you um then we'll get on to to jacob birnbaum a lot most seasons you guys have a few scrimmages here in house some are open to the public some are not but you normally have those what are the, what's the protocol on having a scrimmage this year? Is that something you're going to be that you? I'm sure it's something you want to do. Is it going to be something you're allowed to do? What are the circumstances regarding scrimmages getting getting ready for the season? Uh, my understanding, and, and I'm, I'm right sure this, now, this could change it could tomorrow. Change. It could change. Um, we we are allowed to scrimmage. Um, obviously, we're not going to open any of our scrimmages up to the public. Just 
to, to keep everyone safe. Um, you know, but we have we have one scrimmage scheduled here uh, in Wichita, and then we have another away scrimmage scheduled. Uh, so far, we're allowed three, and we're just kind of, you know, we all kind of found out, you know, hey, when we're playing, what we're able to do. So it's kind of that, that mad dash of, of coaches trying to organize and, and, and plan accordingly to, to make sure that we get an opportunity to compete against someone else. R.J. Allen, head men's basketball coach, the bearded R.J. Allen, head men's basketball <laughs> coach, Newman University. Uh, coach, uh, look forward to the season here just under a month away. Thanks, Blake. Appreciate it. Once again, November 18th. The gorillas and uh, still don't know about the attendance situation, but of course we will have coverage on the Newman Jets Audio Network, newmanjets.com/listen. And up next is Jacob Birnbaum, a guy that you'll be seeing and listening to in those games. He's coming up next on episode 22 of the Jetcast. When remodeling your kitchen or purchasing a new home, choosing the right countertops can often be intimidating. Trust the quartz and granite experts at Keystone Solid Surfaces to work with you every step of the way, from design to installation. Keystone Solid Surfaces fabricates and installs the highest quality quartz and granite countertops. So remember, when you're ready for new countertops, the key is Keystone. Keystone Solid Surfaces. Call 316-778-1566. That's 778-1566. Or go online to keystonesolidsurfaces.com. Fact is, every insurance company hopes you drive safely. But Allstate actually helps you drive safely with DriveWise. It lets you know when you go too fast and brake too hard. With feedback to help you drive safer, giving you the power to actually lower your cost. Unfortunately, you can't do anything about that. Now that you know the truth, are you in good hands? Check out your Allstate agent here in Wichita, Mike Light at 316-684-0121. Set to complete his career in his fifth season with the program is Jacob Birnbaum. JB played 26 games last year with the Jets. uh, Ten starts, returning from his second knee injury, consecutive knee injuries. Now he's looking to punctuate his career with a splendid redshirt senior campaign from Ponca City, Oklahoma, but you can see the logo on the mask right there, Jacob Birnbaum. Uh, JB, good to have you back on the show. Uh, how are things feeling here health-wise going into your last season? Uh, I'm feeling better than I ever have, especially coming off of the two injuries. I know last year there were times when I was kind of dragging along, trying to just get make it through the season. But, I mean, the knee's been feeling great. Got plenty of time off to recover <laughs> yeah. and, and heal, so... I'm ready to get at it. I'm excited. Well, and, and I know c- talking to Coach Allen, you know, the plan for you last year was just to kind of have you spot fill in and kind of try to bring you back gradually and let you work into it. And then because of other injuries, that wasn't really – didn't really give you the opportunity to do that. Uh, did the game feel – I hear from players coming back from injury that the number one thing is not necessarily conditioning or strength. It's just – trusting the injury and then the speed of the game were those two things a, a challenge for you as well yeah definitely I'd say so and just adjusting the plan with the brace on and you know like you said the speed of the game too it's it's one thing to sit there and do drills and work when no one's guarding you but when there's nine other guys on the court it's a completely other monster so when you I, I watched you practice did you have the brace on in practice the other day no. Nah, so you're yeah. you're you're feeling obviously more confident to be without the brace. How was the off season for you in terms of getting more strength back into the knee and, and just feeling stronger overall? I mean, it it was good. You know, after we went home when COVID hit, I was able to just take a few weeks off and 
completely resting. But after that, I was able to get back to it. Uh, I played in a pro-am in Oklahoma City, the Skins League, this summer. So that helped me build some confidence as well and then just stay working, kept at it. Did, did things feel more kind of serious now that you're that you're back and you know you've heard about all these teams that are that you know getting tested every single week and, and being your last season you know how serious do you take this last year being your last season with everything going on on the outside and, and knowing that you've had to work so hard to come off of your knee injuries to get this opportunity no it's definitely a little strange with everything that's going on in the world but I just try to focus on what I can control and take care of my business the best I can, and I hope everything else will just work out. Jacob Birnbaum, Ponca City, Oklahoma, redshirt senior is with me. Now, Coach Allen texted me the practice schedule, and I know that you guys are going through some two-a-days. At least that's what's on the schedule. Uh, how is that, that early wake-up for the 6 a.m. practice, and then you will be coming back for, for some 2 p.m. practices as well this week? How do you try to, to deal with that mentally and, and physically too? I mean, it's all just about how you approach it. You know, we, we need to get better. We've been in quarantine, just got out of quarantine after 14 days on Friday. So, you know, we need to put this work in. We're behind and we know that. But like, like I said before, we just control what we can control. Every time we go into practice, you know, the guys are working hard. We're getting after it. So that's good to see. And, it, you know, just staying in the staying in the training room, staying recovered, taking care of your body because – this is just preparing us for the season. It's a long season, and you got to be used to battling. Well, there's so many teams. We've heard about so many teams that have had to go into quarantine. Major League Baseball, obviously, college football has been really big right now. The, the National Football League, you know, and you guys had already done, you know, when there was the stay-at-home order back in March, so you mm -hmm. knew what that was like. But but what was that feeling when, you know, how did you guys come together? being separated by that quarantine when you found out that you had to, to be apart for 10 to 14 days? I mean, initially it was pretty frustrating just because we were so close to the season and it felt like we were really starting to t turn a corner and then to just have to, you know, completely shut it down for, for two weeks was tough. But, you know, we had a lot of Zoom Zoom calls. Sure. Everybody on the Zoom, all the coaches, and we were able to watch some film, break down some concepts that way. And then, you know, just – texting the guys that are in different rooms or different areas of campus just making sure everybody's staying positive and ready to come out when we were now last year obviously was the first for you and the team in the miaa not that the heartland conference wasn't a good conference with really good teams especially those last couple of years with san edwards up in the top five in the country a couple of those seasons especially the second one uh with san edwards was one of the best teams in the country but did you notice a difference between the heartland and the miaa last year i say definitely it's a it's a lot more physical you know the heartland there was some nights where you might not have to bring it 100 percent like you would on other nights but in the miaa you definitely have to bring it every night there's competition from top to bottom and you guys were very close even as the last place team so many games that were so close for you guys that could have totally changed your season in just a few of those games how do you move forward from games like that where you know that it was really just a couple of plays that could have made the difference for you and could have made the difference for a different kind of season you guys could have had I, I just think it's important to look at the schedule as like every the next game is the most important game like no matter what and if we're able to do that and just lock in and trust each other I think we'll be able to avoid a lot of the issues that we had to deal with in close games last year you guys have a lot of new guys on the roster what are your impressions of the new faces wearing navy and red this year 
they're good, you know. We have we have a lot of good guys, a lot of high character guys, and they've been coming to practice and working hard every day. So that's all we that's all we can ask, you know. So we've, uh, as you know, if you've watched, uh, we've got question chain here coming up, and so I believe Colin will have the video for the stream, so everybody will be watching, and uh, we will tell you the question. So DeAndre has a question for you, and you'll watch it right here. What are three of your most favorite things about Newman? So your question from DeAndre, as everyone just saw, the number, the, the top three things that you like about Newman University. Doesn't have to be in any order. Doesn't I mean it can be anything, but the top three things that you like about Newman University. Top three things that I like. First, I just like the close knit community that we have. You know, it's a small campus. Everybody knows each other and everybody supports each other. So that's really important. Um, I say the second thing would probably be Chicken Strip Thursday <laughs> in the calf. Chicken Strip Thursday at the calf. Wow, I didn't know that was that was a thing. What makes Chicken Strip Thursday so good? Chicken, you can't you can't mess up chicken strips. Like, okay, there's right. there's a lot of things in the calf that we complain about, but you can't complain about chicken strips. Okay, so. all right. Well, what's the number three thing? <laughs> oh man, the number three thing. Let me think. I mean, nothing compares to chicken strips, right? Yeah, right. Uh, well, okay, there you go. So we'll, we'll say it's Wichita, Kansas. Uh, how have you adjusted to be up here from coming to from Ponca City? Obviously, you've been up here for five years. Uh, how how has Wichita become a home for you? And obviously for your little sister, too, now, too. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. You know, it's not that far away from home, so my family's able to come up and visit us quite often and we're able to go home every now and then now speaking of little sister there was by the way if you're watching on youtube there's a new series on newman athletics youtube called off the radar uh baseball just did one and women's basketball did one i have to say even to the baseball guys and was was funny women's basketball was better but your sister madison was picked as the most likely to start fights I don't know if this is in practice or in games. <laughs> um, does that mesh with what you know about Madison? Were there any sibling fights in the mean streets of Ponca City growing up? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> and, that, and who instigated them? It was probably a little bit of me and a little bit of her. There, there was a short time where we weren't allowed to play anything together because <laughs> we're both just super competitive, so it, it would always end in tears. What, it, was, what, it was bad. What was the most competitive thing? Oh, basketball for sure. Really? One-on-one okay. on one in the driveway. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, a final question for you. Uh, obviously, month away from the season now, November 18th. Uh, goals for the season for you personally and also for you guys as a team? I think, you know, we just want to get better every day and be constantly improving upon what we did the last time. And it's the same for me. I just want to be, you know, the best player that I can, the best leader that I can, especially this year with all the new guys that we have coming coming in. So, that's that's really what I want to focus on is just being a good leader and making sure our guys know what we have to do to be successful. Jacob Birnbaum, shout out to you and the calf. He'll be there tomorrow for Chicken Strip Thursday. Thanks so much for being here. All right, thank you. Josh Shepis, cross-country coach for Newman, is joining me next on the JetCast. Hey, boss, the backhoe was stolen from the Valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night, and they got some of our clients' information. Seriously? And your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah, what am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit eckagency.com. 
Where can you land the best jet swag? The official online store of Newman University Athletics and UJetsGear.com. Store features the greatest variety of Jets logo gear anywhere. The latest clothing styles and hats to Newman branded lawn chairs and office supplies and more. And UJetsGear.com is your place to purchase sports specific, alumni, parents, and hard to find Newman merchandise. Shop right now on your computer or phone. And UJetsGear.com or click the Shop Now button at NewmanJets.com. Wrapping up the JetCast, talking some cross-country. It's actually been on the schedule for the Jets. They're the only sporting competition right now for Newman. To give us the latest, the head men's and women's cross-country coach entering year number 21 here at Newman University, Josh Sheppis. Coach, uh, thanks so much for being on the program with us today. You bet. Glad to be here. Well, uh, you know, it is nice to finally get something going for the Jets that's not just hypothetical and mm. when will they get to play. But uh, the men, we'll start with them third at the Bethel Invite, two Jets in the top ten. How did that mesh with your expectations last time you guys ran? Uh, to be honest, we expected to win that meet and um... – we finished third by three points, so it was very close between wow. uh, St. Mary's, who is currently ranked fourth in the nation in NAI, and then... So that would have been the KCAC St. Mary's, not the yes, Heartland Conference yes, St. Mary's. Yes, yes. Um, so they, they won with, I believe, um, 31 points, and we had 34 uh, so it, or 54 and 51. So it was close. It was a matter of three points. And it's, and just remi- reminder, <clears throat> this is cross country, so this is golf scoring. Yes, lower lowest score wins. Is better. Yeah. Lower is better. So it was 51 to 53 to 54. So um, it was super, super close. But we had a couple of men that, that uh, had some uh, kind of mental mistakes in the race, and we feel like we've kind of corrected those. And uh, we, we did run some good time. So there was three of the men. Um, who ran their personal best time. So, you know, in, in any sport that you're doing, all you can do is the best you've ever done. So that's interesting to hear you say that. You say that there is a mental mistake in a race. You know, me being the outsider who doesn't know anything, obviously, about running. Yeah. How do you make a mental mistake in a cross-country race? Well, what's that like? Well, um, you know, if you've got a long distance to cover and you're first portion of it the first mile is either too fast or too slow you get yourself out of your 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 plan for the race um there's only so much ground you can make up sure you know so if you're supposed to go out in in 515 and you end up running a 533 for your first mile not only do you have to make up that ground but now you have to weave in and out of you know anywhere from 50 to 200 people depending upon you know the race uh and so it just makes it a lot tougher for you uh, we talked about it yesterday, um, and so we, we feel like we've kind of corrected that. But it's going to take, you know, it's going to take all all seven, all eight of our guys to to run personal best or close to it um, for us to be at the top of our game. Well, what about the ladies? They also had two in the top five, and you guys finished second on the women's side at that event. Yeah, it was a good day for the for the women as far as uh, we had three women run their personal best times ever. Uh, wow. And then we had another another uh, female runner, Marcella, that, that ran her best time since she's been here. Okay. Uh, she ran a little faster at Dodge City uh, Junior College, but she ran her fastest one since she's been here. So really four really good performances on the women's side. Um, and uh, I'm happy for those young kids that ran, you know, their fastest times. We got a little bit of confidence as well uh, just because our, our women uh, are awfully young. We only have one one senior. 
And so uh, that was really neat, especially considering that our, our number one time person on paper uh, is no longer with us and our number three on paper person is fighting some internal stuff that I think that, uh, Cam and them have figured out and it's just a matter of time she's feeling better now but uh, so they're they're really missing uh, two of our two of our very best runners and, and they're still able to to, to do uh, fairly well in a meet like that five events on the schedule but looking a little bit different this year it's always a high leverage activity and that you don't get that many opportunities like a baseball team or a basketball <clears throat> team would if you happen to stumble you know that's a big it's 20 percent of your season that that is lost but no miaa championships on the schedule no ncaa championships on the schedule what is the schedule looking like this year as compared to how it should be looking in a normal year without the coronavirus well like you said uh, there's just no ncaa championships uh, there is a group of uh, coaches who have gotten together and uh, created a Lubbock, uh, Lubbock Christian National Invitational. I saw that. So, uh, you know, that's kind of our in-game result here. And the way that teams qualify for that is through the, their, conference, um, their conference meet with, with teams. So for the MIAA, for us, we're actually hosting that. Uh, we got together, and it was important that the teams that are coming to that can drive in one day it's going to be in an afternoon on friday the 30th wichita it's, very centrally located yep, it's not um it, it's not a miaa championship it's just the the newman team championship sure and uh, the top three teams in that as well as the top three individuals not on a team will, will qualify to go to the lubbock meet so okay. it's not affiliated with the miaa but it's it's going to be the miaa teams that are going to be here uh, and it'll just give our kids an opportunity to to, to race in a you know, a big championship race that has implications for the following week. How were you disappointed with the decision? It, it seems like cross country because you guys are outside, you're not that close together on the track after the start. It seems like that there could have been something done to make that happen. Uh, how did the team take that when you guys learned that you weren't going to be able to compete in a normal season? And and were you disappointed in that decision? Uh, yeah, I, I think that I, I think that that. Uh... You know, we're the only team, colleges, high school or college in the state of Kansas not competing for championships. So or MIAA. I'll leave that at that. Every Division One, every high school, every junior college, and every NAI. So you you can kind of judge how, what I think about that. But, <laughs> sure. um, you know, it's, it's just like anything in life. They're getting to compete. They're getting to race. They're training just as hard as they would have, you know, otherwise because at the end of the day, uh, their goal and my goal is just to get better. So practice is unaffected. So, yeah, practice so far actually has been a little bit better, uh, in my opinion, than, than last year, just because of the group that we have. We had a lot of new men that came in, uh, and their um, their bond and their closeness that they've demonstrated so far um, is that, you know, unlike any, any championship team we've had, you know, it reminds me of the 2014 team. Sure. Just because they're so close, they – Harlan they Conference Championship team, yes, if I yeah, recall. They, it was. Uh, it was our third uh, Heartland Conference Championship team. So uh, they, they just really enjoy hanging out together, and they do so quite often, and that always makes for, for better practice sessions, sure, better training sessions, um, and just better seasons. Josh Sheppis is our guest, the cross-country coach here at Newman. Give us a name for the men and the women that you feel like is going to be making a move from being maybe a mid-level runner this year to someone that as you continue to build, obviously, and not that you're throwing in the towel on this season, just because the MIAA and the NCAA aren't hosting championships, but you are building toward 2021 now. 
who's someone you think can really improve during this season and be ready to be a, a standout for you next year? Well, obviously, it's going to be really hard to replace uh, Alex and Lauren. Alex Ultreras is our, our senior uh, captain on the men's side. He owns two school records here, the 10K and the 4-mile. Uh, and his 8K time is one of the top five times we've ever had at this school as well. So, uh, but, but as far as that goes, we've had a couple of men. Um, um, Kevin Chamalmal is a, is a transfer from Savannah State who's a sophomore. Um, he, he's been running very well. He's right there with Alex. And then uh, just from up the road in Goddard Eisenhower, Austin Fullerton and Ezekiel Kimbui from, from El Dorado. Both of those men have shown some, some very good um, you know, positive signs. And, and Dawson Schmidt as well. I mean, we, we added four men that are all coming in and being in our, in our top five so sure. far. So, um, you know, the guys that were number two, three, four, five for us last year are now numbers, you know, five, six, seven, eight. So it makes a big difference in our, in our thing. But the best thing about them is they've been interchangeable. We've had some five one week and three the next. Uh, sure. And Giovanni Vivaldi from, from Dodge City has been anywhere from third to sixth as well. So uh, this new group that we came in, I'm very happy with. Uh, it's one of our best top three recruiting classes ever. Um, and, and not just on paper. I mean, they've already proven it. So, right. so that's good. On the women's side, uh, Marcella Martinez. Uh, is a transfer from Dodge City. She'll probably end up being uh, one of our best runners next year, but it'll be hard to replace Lauren. Uh, Lauren Nutting's been really good for us for the last four years, very consistent, uh, mid to low 19s consistently. Sure. Um, and Caroline Williams from Dodge City ran a, a personal best time this last weekend as well. Now, if you know Coach Sheffis at all, you know that he is a bit of a baseball fan, and I see the Dodgers mask. Yeah. What's it been like to be a Dodgers fan these last few years with several opportunities to bring home the big one to L.A., but none yet there. It's been a while for the Dodgers. You know, as a coach, you don't always judge success on championships. <laughs> so I'll How's take that as the, a fan? I'll take the eight division championships and three World sure. Series bursts just as good. I, I, I kid around with my royal buddies. Would you rather be good for two out of 20 years or would you rather be good for all 20 years? <laughs> sure. So I'll take all 20 years. I don't know about all 20. I mean, the Dodgers <clears throat> before this okay, little run. Okay, maybe, maybe 10. Yeah, but, but it's been a good 10-year 10, 10 yeah. run yeah, for yeah. the Dodgers. I know that you're going to be watching the World Series, and uh, you've got a, a friend who's actually going to be working the World Series. Yeah, my spring job, I, I umpire college baseball, yep. and so I um, – I, met Todd Tishner a long, long time ago, probably in the mid-90s, and we umpired some Little League games together, so sure. we've kind of been buddies ever since. He used to referee junior college and NAI basketball here in the state with him, so he's umpiring behind the plate in game two. Okay. I can't get down there for that game, uh, but he, uh, we will be down there for, for game four uh, to watch not only my Dodgers, but my, uh, <laughs> but my umpire buddy as well on that day. So, so the Dodgers and the Rays, uh, do, you, do you have a pick? Well, of course, I think uh, Dodgers and six. Dodgers and six. Yeah. And is is Kershaw going to have? Because he's been up and down. Now, one of those series he got blown up in. Turns out that was the trash can scandal. So oh, that was that, may, that game. Uh, was there game were, there was one of those games that he had that was bad against the Astros. That it turns out that maybe they were cheating, wearing wires, and all that. So maybe that changes. I was the, I was at that game, game five, uh, in Houston, where he had a four run lead and and gave up a. Yeah, so Four maybe runs. that might change the perspective on his career. But he has had some postseason success. Are we going to see the dominant Kershaw or the uh, not-so-good Kershaw? This year, that... this year he's been really good. Um, yeah, he I, has. If, if you would have told me 
Uh, at the beginning of the year, you're going to be in the World Series with Kershaw pitching I mean, game I, one. There's a lot of teams that would like that. I'd take it, and he's still uh, he's still one of the top five left-handers of all time. So I'll get I'll, you I'll out of here him. on a cross-country question. Mid-State's uh, championship is next. Southwestern Community College in Winfield, KCAC School. That's coming up for you Saturday. What are your expectations for the men and the women here in this next event? Uh, it, it, we were kind of up in the air whether we wanted to go to this meet just because it puts us back to back to back. And when you're racing and right. you, ra- you don't want to race three weekends in a row. But um, we had the Bethel meet canceled two weeks ago and moved to last Friday or last Saturday. So um, I think after talking to Coach Briggs, my assistant coach, we just decided we want to race as much as we can while we can because we never know when something's going to happen. So we had three weeks off, trained for it. Um, we'll back down off on our training after this meet quite a bit just trying to make sure we're fresh and, and not too tired for our meet um but uh it'll be a very fast course winfield is they run it there on the va hospital uh right okay. right adjacent to southwestern college and it's always produces very uh, very fast times I, I contacted their coach usually it's reserved for nai schools only uh, but with everything going on i talked to their coach and he talked to uh, mike mccoy their ad uh, former guy I used to teach with and they decided to, to go ahead and let us come and compete so we're appreciative of that but um, I think that as far as expectations go we just want to execute you know what we've been trying to do as far as splits go and then just try to improve and get fast I think the day is shaping up perfect you know it's 52 degrees with six uh-huh. mile an hour winds and uh, a fast course and actually some very good competition on the NAI level I think there'll be five or six ranked teams in NAI there. So we'll have competition and we'll have perfect conditions to uh, to hopefully run very fast. Josh Shep is head cross-country coach. Good luck to you and the Jets on Saturday, and uh, good luck to you personally in the, uh, in the upcoming World Series. Yes, appreciate it. No problem. That is it for today's JetCast. Be back with another episode next week, 6 p.m., newmanjets.com slash podcast. So until then, Blake Cripp saying, go Jets. <laughs>